Hola, Conchitas. Welcome back to the Self-Conscious Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Cortez. And I'm your other host, Evelyn Salazar. And this is episode one of season two. On this episode, we sit down with our first guest of the podcast, Kennedy Sweet. Kennedy walks us through her self-love and healing journey, and we all know that is a hard journey to go through. You have to unpack the past in order to have a future. There are skeletons in our closet that make us feel self-conscious. But that's what the journey of self-love and healing are all about, becoming comfortable with the uncomfortable. We hope you enjoy and learn something in this episode. Listener discretion is sworn. This episode will touch on some heavy subjects such as mental health issues, such as depression and suicide. Please proceed with caution. On today's podcast episode, we got Kennedy in the house. Kennedy is 21 years old and a yoga enthusiast, lover of the outdoors, currently on her path to be a life coach, and she's one of Evelyn's friends. More details on that a little bit later. But before we get to the nitty-gritty, um, how are you doing today, Kennedy? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Doing good. I, you know, <laughs> hanging in there. She's like, it's Monday. Yeah. I love Mondays. Stephanie hates them. So, do you like Mondays, good? Yes, I do. <laughs> Evelyn and I work together, so Monday is our first day off of the week. So, it's actually one of my favorite days. Same. Stephanie? They can't relate. <laughs> good, for, good for you, but... I think the majority of the world will agree with me. We hate Mondays. Yeah. Sorry, not to be a bummer, but, uh, you know, being here with you it makes up for it in a way, I guess. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I guess this makes up for it. <laughs> okay, so we got a fun question for you. What's your favorite season and why? I would say summer is my favorite season just because I like the warmth. I get kind of seasonal depression, so. Same. When it's cold out, I... Just like to stay indoors. I don't know. I re- I do like the outdoors. So when it's summer. So anyways, <laughs> summer is your favorite season. Yes. <laughs> Hot summer. girl summer. Hot girl summer. You know it. Are you looking forward to it? Because summer's coming up. Yeah. Any plans? Uh, no, not really. Hopefully the world opens up a little bit more again, so we can get together. That's true. Have some fun. Yeah, people are getting the vaccine. Are you gonna get it? No. Ooh. I'm not, but I support people's choices, so you do you. I did. I did get the vaccine. Thank you. <laughs> I did I did do me. <laughs> I did do me. I haven't gotten it yet. Are you going to? I don't know. I probably will. I'm going to be traveling, so I probably have to. So I've got a yes and maybe in a no. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. All different sides. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, Stephanie, what's your favorite season? No, that's so sweet you ask. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fall. I love the fall weather. It's like the the trees, the weather. Fall's really cozy. Yeah. It is cozy, and you can hide, you can hide your fat. Oh, I thought you were gonna say you can hide dead bodies. <laughs> that too. And it's that spooky too. season. It's spooky season, guys. Okay, maybe this is TMI. Mm-hmm. Fall weather, like spooky season, is my freaky season too. So, I always did the weird, kinky is weird as shit during that time. So, dang, you dialogue it. You know, this will be in a future episode. We'll put this in the spooky season. season. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself, Kennedy. Well, what else is there to say? I already kind of explained my hobbies. I'm kind of a homebody, so I like to just kind of chill out, do yoga. I like to make a lot of home-cooked meals, and I like to bake, too. Oh, I, my God. A whole wife material right there. She can make yeah. you some conchas. Ooh. Wait, can you? No, she was like, like, I'm white, sorry. I was was ready to wipe her up. I was like, can you? 
So you're kind of like hippie vibes is what I'm getting? Yeah. I get hippie vibes. You got the vibes. I got those vibes. I get the... Do you smoke? I got those vibes too. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like when you smoke, you know. Like you can pick up on it. You're like, do you smoke? You said it like on the DL because you're like wearing Utah. You're like, are you a stoner? I'm like, is my boss going to listen to this? Your boss is going to be on this podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> is yes. he? Yeah, Dave. Yes, Dave. I smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. the, he's the financial one, remember? Finance? Oh, mm. shit. Well, I don't work with y'all, so... <laughs> <laughs> She's like, he's not my boss. Yeah. Technically, he's not he's my not, boss. technically, he's not ours anymore. Whatever, Dave. I smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, my But gosh. yes, I did pick up those vibes. I was like, yeah. she seems chill. For that sole reason. Well, she's also a Taurus. Yeah. I don't get along with Taurus women. They also have double Virgo, though. So maybe that's why. Oh, uh, that's why. Along. Okay. That makes up for it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, usually Aquarius and Taurus are on the least compatible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Virgos, too, but... Virgo men. Virgo men are a whole mm, other story. I don't really true. fucks with them, but Virgo women, y'all have my heart. See, it's interesting, because I fuck with Virgo men, but I don't really fuck with Virgo women. But I love Kennedy, but because she's a Taurus and I have Taurus in me. Honestly, same. I think the Taurus in me kind of hates the Virgo. <laughs> you clash the love hate relationship with yourself. Yeah. Ooh, which explains the self love journey. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Which leads us to today's topic. Yes, it does. And guys, she's like our first guest of the, on the pod. Like this is technically she's not the first guest, but this is like the first episode of the season. So the Kennedy's kicking us off. <laughs> And we really wanted to talk to somebody about self-love journey because it looks like all the episodes are kind of lining up that way. But Evelyn was explaining to me that you're kind of starting off on your self-love journey. Do you want to give us a little bit of what made you want to start? Yeah, definitely. I would actually say that I'm more towards the middle of it because I would say that it started kind of maybe like two and a half years ago. And it really started when I was just at a very low, depressed point in my life and I would call it my version of rock bottom, I guess. And I just kind of felt like there was nowhere to go but up. And so just I started taking baby steps. First, just becoming like feeling like I was deserving of love and then just kind of becoming neutral. And it definitely is a self-love journey. But just by like getting the ball rolling is the biggest and hardest part of it. Because once you get started, like you'll have more ideas come to you of like things that you can add to your routine. I heard something not too long ago that talked about like everybody's always saying like things to fill up your cup, you know, so you're not like running on fumes. But this person was talking about instead of having to always fill your cup back up, finding ways and things that you can do to just keep your cup not only full, but like overflowing so that you can keep yourself mentally healthy and then also be there for other people to help lift them up as well in their journeys. So you're not running on empty. Yeah, exactly. It's never good to run on empty. No. A lot of people are. It's interesting, you, the way you're explaining it, like having like low self-esteem and like not caring about and thinking that nobody deserved to love you or you didn't deserve to be loved. Mm-hmm. I kind of like felt the exact same way, but it took me a while to get to my self-love journey. Yeah. So I feel like, I think people assume like this is only like you can get this done in like a, a week, a oh, couple months, yeah, no, and not. I feel like that's the misconception. When in mm-hmm. reality, like self love takes years. It takes it's a fucking forever years. Thing. Honestly, it's something you have to constantly be working at. Like even you could get to a place where you're 
like you said, you're like in the middle of it, you know, of your journey, but it's going to be a journey for the rest of your life. Oh yeah. It's definitely just not a straight line and it'll take like different amounts of time for everybody. Like I go through seasons where I will be doing really, really well mentally. And then I go through seasons where I'm really struggling mentally. Like even like a month or so ago, I was actually going through a pretty hard time. And at this point in my journey, though, I've just learned to like tune into my body enough and listen to like what I need. And I was able to get myself out of that like depressive rut a lot faster than I used to be able to. Would it be too much to ask like what what was it that you were going through? Can you be a little bit more specific? Um, There wasn't really something that triggered it. I guess maybe just I have really high expectations of myself and when I can't achieve what I feel like I should be able to in a day or a week or how whatever time period um, I can kind of like get down on myself about that and just feel like I'm not doing enough or like I um, like I'm like falling behind other people my age and things like that yeah. um, so it wasn't yeah like anything specific that triggered it yeah just like a river my mental health just like ebbs and flows you know it's not the same all the time like Every day I wake up and I don't know how it's I'm gonna feel. A lot of days I just wake up and one of like my first thoughts are usually anxious. Like I feel anxious pretty much every morning. I just deal with it in different ways throughout the day, I guess. I think that's important to note is that everyone feels like this at some point or another, but it's the fact that you've been able to find things that help you mm-hmm. deal with that. You know? Yeah, and like the like bouncing back part was really big for me because sometimes like I would feel myself like falling back into a depressive episode and I would be like, Oh no, like I'm gonna be stuck here for who knows how long, like this sucks, I don't wanna go back into that. But now I'm just like not afraid of feeling depressed. Like I know that I have depression and that it's gonna come up every once in a while, but I just treat it like a child kind of and I'm just like, Yep, I know you just want me to stay in bed all day, but I'm just gonna do the things that I know are best for me, like overall, rather than just giving myself the instant gratification and sleeping all day, which is what I feel like doing in the moment. So it's depression that you have? Yeah, depression and anxiety. That fucking sucks. I'm sorry. It's alright. That sucks. I feel like it honestly gives me a perspective that is really going to help me when, like in the future with coaching people and everything, just because yeah. I've been able to like... Empathetic. Like, yeah, be in their shoes. That's how I feel, too, because I have depression and anxiety as well. Like, I used to take meds for depression and for anxiety, too, but I've gotten my self-love journey enough that I can take care of it now without that stuff. Hold the phone, y'all. I didn't even know Evelyn had depression. (laughs) Damn! Yeah, because you can't, and a lot of people get shocked, dude. A lot of people get surprised. I would never, no, I would have never assumed. Mm -hmm. Season 2, episode 1, we're learning a lot of things today. Yes, we are. It's usually the most (laughs) optimistic people that are usually, like, have been through some of the hardest things. People that haven't been through hard enough things, like, they don't have to, I don't know, when you felt so low, like, it's, it gives you a reason to, like, look for something better. It's, like, the duality of mm-hmm. life. Like, you can't ha- you can't be happy without sadness or truly happy without true sadness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, like, the balance of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was, like, depressed for, like, momentarily. It was, actually wasn't that long, but I was depressed for, like, oof, I want to say, like, four or five years. And it was after my sister. So I have a younger sister. And when she was three years old, she was in a – I keep saying car accident, but the reality is she was ran over. She was ran over, and she lived. She survived. She's fine. Don't, don't panic, people. If you look at her, she's fine. But it was a very traumatic event. But in the moment, I was a kid, and I felt very guilty because of her car accident. Or because she got ran over because she was my responsibility. And 
because nobody checked in with me or my mental health, it kind of like took a toll on me and the guilt literally like drowned me to the point where I was fucking depressed and I became, which is scary to admit, I was suicidal. I had hardcore suicidal thoughts and every day I woke up and thinking like, how could I, you know, today's the day I'm going to do it. But then like my sister was recovering because she was recovering at home. I would see her and I was like, I can't fail her again if I go through with that. She needs me. And then eventually, like, I went to therapy and I did get medication. And to the point where I don't, my therapist says I don't have depression anymore. Like, I'm good. But it's scary to see, like, in the moment, like, how things can escalate so quickly when you don't prioritize your mental health or you don't prioritize yourself, your self-care. That's why, like, self-love journey, that's you're dealing with everything that made you not love yourself. And so it's hard because you have to, like, reopen wounds that you didn't want to reopen in the first place. Yeah, yeah, and it hurts while you're doing it, too. Like, I was at a similar point when I hit my, like, rock bottom. I was having very suicidal thoughts and everything, and I was kind of at a similar place where, like, I didn't even feel like I could do it for myself. Like, if I was just living for myself, then it was not worth it at that point when I was feeling that low. But um, sometimes at the beginning of your journey, I would say that, If you can't find the love for yourself right now, find it for somebody like everybody has or should have someone in their life that they care about deeply enough that it's like, okay, well, I can't do it for me, but I can do it for them. Like for me, it was like my nephew I would think about or my mom. I was like, like those are just two people that are really, really important to me. And I would, I just remember thinking so many times, I'm like, well, I have no desire to keep going, but I'm not going to let go. And it's not for me, but it's for them. And then... Mm -hmm. Slowly but surely, it eventually did become for me, and now I, like, it's crazy to look back on that point because I'm so much stronger Mm -hmm. now, and, like, I love myself so much now. I can't imagine, like, being at that place again. So, I mean, like, there's hope. There's light at the end of the tunnel because it it definitely gets a lot better. But, yeah, I would just say that's a tip to if you don't feel like you can start this journey for yourself, find someone that you love enough that you're willing to do it for them. Or something. Because that's interesting because I was at, I think February 2018 was when, like, the first time I was ever really suicidal. And it was the first time I ever called a suicide hotline. And I felt super ashamed of calling the hotline at first because, like, I had had those thoughts in the past, but not enough to, like, actually feel like I wanted to actually go through with it. But it was in February that I just was, like, at such a low point because of stuff going on that I was like, okay, I need to call, like, help or I don't think I'm going to be able to dig myself out of this grave. And I did, and I was on the phone for like an hour and a half with whoever I was talking to, bless their heart, because they were so nice and kind. But it's interesting, because I never thought of someone else, you know, to stay or to stay for. I thought of some of things that I would love. I did it, or I, what pushed me through to get better was thinking of, what are the adventures I'm going to miss out on, you know, or like the places I can see or visit or go. Like I thought of things that I'd love to do or like concerts even, you know, something as small as that. Like really, that's what helped me as it kind of sounds kind of sucky to say. It's like I didn't think about my mom or my dad or my siblings, how they would feel. I thought of what are the things I'm going to miss out on that I know I love, you know. Yeah. So there's like so many things. I love that. That's what resonates with you. Yeah. I think when it comes to suicide, there is no right way. There's no right way. Like, it doesn't matter if you were thinking about others or if you're thinking about yourself. Like, suicide in general is just such a heavy topic, and it's 
it doesn't, I, I, oh God, I don't know how to, I'm making it complicated, but when you get to that point, like, whatever's going to help you get over it is mm-hmm. what matters. Because when you're there, you've reached, like, rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Like, you're at the deep end. Like, you don't see a way out. So whatever's going to help you get over it, go ahead and do it. And don't feel ashamed about how you're going to do it. Because I think we're all going to agree, like, it just, it fucking sucks when you get there. And, like, when you were saying, Kennedy, like, I look back and I can't believe that was me at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I look back on those years, and, like, at the time, like, oh, there was just, like, so much, like, deep hate and, like, self-loathing, and when I look back, I, I kind of just want to cry, because I'm like, she was, like, young, you know, baby Stephanie, little Stephanie, little hurting Stephanie, I was like, she, that was what it was, she was just hurting, and she just needed somebody to just listen and talk to her, and just show her love and appreciation, unfortunately, you know, it's not that I didn't have, like, good family and friends that surrounded me, but I didn't feel comfortable opening up to them and I didn't feel comfortable diving into those wounds I wasn't ready that's the thing I think that too I think even though people can say like oh well I was dealing with a lot of shit like I get that but also like be mindful that sometimes people aren't ready to deal with their stuff either mm-hmm. like in self-love you have to decide when you're ready to deal with it yeah sometimes you just have to be in survival mode and you just have to do whatever you need to to get through the day and that's okay like it if you know that you have a will to live somewhere, but you don't know what it is or what you feel like your purpose is, like whatever thoughts you can grasp onto to get you through the day, that's just do it. Like, I just believe that if you're here, you're probably here for a reason. Like it's kind of a series of miracles that like we're all here on this floating rock and all together and like at the same time too, mm-hmm. existing at the same time. Like it's pretty magical. So if you can think about that and, find some gratitude for that and just figure out like okay maybe there is some reason that I'm here even if you don't know what that reason is yet just be here for the ride yeah well and then that like appreciate your life you know Mm -hmm. appreciate this gift that you're given that like to live in this planet because like Evelyn said like I also want to travel and like see the world and you know explore different cultures and try different foods because that's part of life. Like, you get to live it. You have that right to live your life. Mm-hmm. The only one who can deny that to you is you. And so I think, you know, when we start talking about, like, mental health and self-love, like, it's all connected. Like, it all goes hand in hand. Again, I'm going to reemphasize, this doesn't happen in a day. It doesn't happen in a week. And it doesn't happen in, like, a couple months or a year. Like, mm-hmm. it, it takes fucking forever. And then, like Evelyn said, and then you got to keep working at it. Because, like you said, there's, like, your high days and then you have your low days. And then you got to figure out, okay, well, how am I going to get through this day? And sometimes those days, because I, the same thing, it's like sometimes I have those low days. And if all I can do is wake up, brush my teeth, comb my hair, and eat something, that's enough for that day. You know what I mean? Like sometimes those days are just, they'll just hit randomly. And nothing even has to happen to trigger it. Sometimes it just hits you and you're having an off day. And if you're just existing, then that's enough, you know? that day like on days that I'm really struggling like I guess like coping mechanism I use is finding gratitude in like the very most basic things like if I'm just like feeling down on myself for whatever reason like if I'm like hating on my body or something for some for whatever reason I'll find gratitude for like the super super basic things in my body I don't really like my feet and so I think about like well how many steps have these feet taken me like how many miles have these feet taken me and I'm grateful that I even have feet and just like like the littlest things and it's like when you go down to like the most basic of basic that things. was so fucking cute <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate my feet but like I mean I hate but feet it, in general I don't yeah, find them attractive yeah. but that was so fucking cute <laughs> 
it's true though like when you can find little things like that it's like I don't know it's I just like to make life feel magical like that I like to find joy in the little things and it was just so so powerful for me to find that practice of using gratitude to like create the emotions I want to feel I guess like if I am having a really like anxious day or something or just Mm-hmm. a down day I can use that practice and I'll at least feel a little bit better after that I'm like well at least I've like I've got a body and I'm here and I've got and feet like, yeah I've got feet people and some people can't walk exactly and so mm-hmm. that's what I mean like being grateful for like the basic functions of your body we take so much for granted every day and we don't realize almost everything really around are. us we take for, for granted like the littlest things mm-hmm. I'm getting like hella fairy vibes from Kennedy oh like, yeah well, a little fairy that's the Virgo <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm hella, yeah but yeah I I agree with all of that and I think one of the things you could do if you haven't started your self-love journey and you want to start or you want to start practicing self-care, one of the things that I started a couple years ago, well, maybe like three years ago, was just keeping a little journal and every night writing down three things I'm grateful for. Honestly, that will help you so much in just kind of putting things into perspective. What are you grateful for? Three things. And it really makes you appreciate and start to look for those little mundane things like, oh, yeah, I'm grateful that I have this or I'm grateful. Like I saw a TikTok today about a indigenous community in Venezuela that got pushed to the borders that don't have beds. Like they sleep in the dirt and their elderly are starving and um, the kids don't have shoes. And it's like so people raised enough money and brought them beds. And it's like that's just, it's just a bed. You know what I mean? That's something we sleep on every night. Like little things like that. It really puts into perspective of what you should be grateful for. And then that helps you develop a more, I guess, care for yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Kennedy, Evelyn just kind of made a good segue into the question that we had here for you. So what steps are you doing in your journey to self-love, self-care? Well, at this point, I would say that I've got a pretty good self-care like routine. I have like a list on my phone of ideas of like things that I can do. There are things that, like, like I kind of break it down into three categories, like physically, mentally, and spiritually. I just have different activities that I'll, like, pick from. Like, at the beginning of my week, I'll kind of choose out, like, okay, on this day, I'll have time to do this. And on this day, like, just kind of, like, where I can fit it in. Like, I'll plan my self-care and my schedule. But I do have a few examples of some of the things that are in my routine. So in the physical category, I am pretty classic with like self-care. I love baths and I go all in with like my skincare routine and love all my body in that way. But then I'll also do things like yoga and stretching. Another thing I put in the physical category is making health appointments, like going to the doctor, going to the dentist, things like that, because like in the moment, like it may not feel like self-care it doesn't feel as like luxurious and enjoyable as just like taking a bubble bath but it really (laughs) is self-care and one thing I try and tell myself in that situation just like like I'm doing this for you I'm doing this for myself like overall like uh, going back to that like uh, not instant gratification doing what's best for me overall and what I really want for my whole life so then for like the mental category some of the things I do are journal read self-help books listen to good music specifically like I think there's a lot of um, music that can kind of bring you down and 
just like with the lyrics and stuff and don't get me wrong I love a good sad song but like (laughs) I think there's a time and place for it and when I'm trying to focus on like self-love and self-care I really try to listen to like uplifting music that's going to put me in like a high vibration I guess you know what's my favorite sad song Boulevard of Broken Dreams or Green Day. I love that song. That's my favorite that was, song. That was my go-to song when I was 10 and depressed. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, why am I depressed? And I was always questioning, like, am I emo? Am I was I, emo. I heard that song. I was like, I probably am a little emo. Emo's not dead. The last category I was just going to talk about is things that I do, like, spiritually for myself. And the categories are going to be different for everybody, but some of the things I like to do personally are, like, meditation and breath work. Those are both really similar, but it's just kind of getting you back into the present moment. If you do struggle with, like, depression and anxiety, those thoughts mean that you're focusing on, like, if you're feeling depressed, you're focusing on the past, and if you're feeling anxious, you're usually focused on the future. But meditation and breath work are two things that really help me just stay in the present moment and get out of my head and into my body, which I really love because there's my mind races really fast. And when I can get into my body, I can like slow down and just like enjoy life, be in the present moment. See, this is great because she gave examples, and I feel like sometimes people have that question of like, how do how do I even show myself love? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you broke it down for them. Like, those are good yeah. examples that people can take away. And it's like, even, you know, a lot of, taking a bath, you, you know, you said you love baths, giving yourself a nice luxury bath and a clean bathroom with candles and a bath bomb. Stephanie's like, I need that right now. <laughs> I don't, I don't have a bathtub, but you can come over to my house. <laughs> <laughs> um, or, or any churros out there. <laughs> She's like, any churros out there? Let me know. <laughs> but, um, Doing something simple like that or cooking yourself a meal or doing yoga or just stretching in the morning for a few minutes. Like all of that is example of self-love and there's not one form of self-love. It's literally doing anything that's just going to make you, your serotonin levels rise, you know, and it could be simple. It could be grand, but yeah. Yeah, that was one other thing I wanted to say, too, is that it's going to look different for everybody. Like, I I wanted to give some examples in case people were wanting some inspiration or ideas. But, like, if you don't resonate with the things that I do personally, like, I just want to encourage people to find what does work for them. Just, like, think of one thing that sounds, like, like enjoyable to just kind of, like, get away, even if it's just, like, going out in nature somewhere and getting some fresh air. Whatever, like, resonates with you. Just, I just encourage you to do one thing. I think that it's so easy in today's age to get lost in social media and scroll mm-hmm. on your phone for hours and hours and just live every day on autopilot. I think that's really the core of what self-care is, is just taking intentional time out of your day to consciously choose what you want to be doing. I think when we get lost in our phones and everything, it's like you don't realize how how much time you're really like wasting away you only have a certain amount of days in your life and hours in your day so many of them just fly by on autopilot and I think the best thing you can do is consciously choose as many moments of your life as possible so whatever resonates with you just start one thing and um, like I was saying earlier the hardest part is getting started once you get the ball rolling it just gets easier and easier and more ideas will come to you Life coach, who? She's ready. She don't need no certification. She's ready. (laughs) Yeah, I have nothing to add to that, so I'm just going to go into the next question. I feel like she answered it, though. What's the question? I mean, she did. Like, how can (laughs) someone get started on their self-love journey? I mean, you basically, yeah, that's it. 
Well, like you said, like you can also start like with baby steps and then work your way up to bigger steps. Yeah. And then something that Evelyn said like was um, shit. I'm trying to Journal. remember. You said journaling, but you said something else. You said something about was it you that said like three things you like? About oh, it? three the grateful things. Oh yeah, okay. I, that's what the journal part is. Just like yeah, okay. Write down in the journal three things that you're. It could be in the morning. It could be at night. Whatever you could do both, yeah. and then have six things a day. Yeah, something like that. Well, with that you could do like also like self love affirmations in front of the mirror mm-hmm. and be like, you know, I really like my eyes today. I really like the way my hair looks today. I really yes. like the way my booty be popping today. <laughs> I really like the way. You know, why, why lie? I don't, I really like the way my boobs be looking today. <laughs> like, girl, hot girl summer. <laughs> appreciate the body that you have. Like, appreciate the way you are and who you are. I wanted to add real quick, you know, again, if you're just getting started or if you don't really know what to do, don't feel silly about doing some things because some things may seem silly. Growing up, one thing that my dad taught me that I still do to this day sometimes when I'm having a rough day or not, or when I'm having a good day is I stand in front of the mirror and I talk to myself and I'll be like, you look beautiful today. Or you, like you said, you have nice hair today. You're this, whatever. And some people actually write it down on the mirror. Self-love affirmations. And it's a, it works. It really does. Um, Visualize it, manifest it. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How, whatever works for you and how you're going to like take it in, do that. Be nice to yourself. You know, it's, it's literally about being kind to yourself. I think about, you kind of said it a little bit earlier I think about past me not necessarily like always suicidal me but just any time any mm-hmm. past me and I'm just like I feel for her because she was learning and she was growing and I've grown into someone new and there are days that I am struggling you know but I, I think to myself well what would future me look back on future me would probably want to hug me you know mm-hmm. so just be nice to yourself I think we got to remember like at the end of the day like we're human and humans aren't perfect We're not meant to function in one way or another. Like, we're all meant to have our quirks and our flaws. And you are meant to have your scars. And some people's scars are deeper than others. But I just want to emphasize, like, don't assume somebody's perfect human being or don't assume that, like, somebody has their shit together because that's just the way that you see them. You don't really know what's going on behind closed doors or what's going on in their day-to-day life. Like, a lot of situations happen. I've literally spilt my whole tea on this podcast. Like, really talked about all my shit. And while it looks like I've got it together and I have gotten it together, I go through therapy and I do journaling and I do um, nature hikes. And, you put in the work. Right. It's like you said, it's something you got to work on every fucking day. Like you guys listen to me on the podcast and yeah, I talk about it and I'm good. But then I have my rough days too. And that's all perfectly fine because it's part of being human. Like we're supposed to have our moments and we're supposed to have our rough days. Please, please, please be considerate that humans are imperfect human beings. And that's perfectly fine, but please don't make the assumption that somebody's okay or they got their shit together, because nobody does. Honestly, one of the first steps in your self-love journey should be to forgive yourself for not knowing what you've learned now, because it can be really easy to guilt trip yourself about, like, oh, like, if I would have just started doing this earlier, like, like realizing all of the kind of negative thought patterns and stuff that you let your fault, your self fall into like I just want people to realize that like our brains are wired to like for efficiency they seek pleasure and they avoid pain so like the patterns that you have already created it's easy to do the things that you already do even if it's not what's best for you your brain wants to be efficient at whatever it's doing and it was made this way so that like when we were in primitive times like 
we would save as much energy as possible for dangerous situations. And so that's why a lot of people are naturally like lazy and like Mm -hmm. it's like you pick the easier choice. But that being said, whatever you do consistently will start to feel easier the more you do it. So if you start to implement some of these things that we've suggested, like the more you do it, the easier it will get. And then it's like the same reason when you try and change something, that's the same reason that you feel resistance around it. So just give yourself a break if you're constantly picking the easier option in situations. Yeah, it's just like working out. The more you do it, the easier it becomes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like working out your mind, your mental health. Yeah, I guess just remember humans aren't, you're not supposed to be perfect. Yeah. yeah. Don't have that high expectation of yourself because you're never going to reach it. And then you'll still be loved and cared for when you're not perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and awareness is key. Like if you're even listening to this podcast, like you're on the right path, you're headed in the right direction so just keep doing what you're doing i guess in this case it's okay to be a little self-conscious <laughs> <laughs> look at you that was good it was, was cheesy, <laughs> yeah, it was cheesy. <laughs> also like maybe this is just my last little tidbit but the fact that like we've all collectively gone through a global pandemic together and though it is officially like said that it hasn't it won't be officially officially over until 2024 the fact that we're all here getting vaccinated, well, not all of us by choice, but the fact that we're all here getting vaccinated or have resources to be better and to get better and that uh, things are going to start reopening and that we're a lot more mindful of how we treat one another, how we treat ourselves in regards to like being sanitary and all that. I think that it's really impressive human strength. I feel like that's what it showcased, like human strength. And for me personally, like 2020 was a bitch. Like 2020 was a hurricane. It it was a lot. It was a lot emotionally, physically, and mentally. But the fact that I can stand here and be like, you know, like I lived through it. I survived. I survived it. 2020? Yeah. And they're going to be screaming that at the clubs. Raise your fucking hands up if you survived 2020. They did that when we survived 2012 too. But taking a moment of silence to also acknowledge that, that some people didn't make it out of 2020. A lot of lives were lost. And what I'm trying to say is just be appreciative that you're still here and you're still standing. And that you've been through something. We've all collectively been through something. But we can all sympathize with one another, hopefully on that level. And give each other our space and our time to, to go through our self-love journey if we choose to do so now. Or if we choose to do so later. Because a lot of us probably did it in 2020 because we were all quarantined and like, why the fuck not? Let's open these wounds. I got nothing else to do. I did that. (laughs) But other people may choose not to. But I think like when it comes to self-love and self-care and all that, like there is no right way to do it. And there is no right time of when to do it. It all depends on you when you choose to do so and when you want to do so. But when I bring up 2020, I'm just saying like you have the strength and the courage to do it whenever you decide to do it. And in the meantime, you have our support here mm-hmm. from Self-Conscious Podcast from me and Evelyn. You have Kennedy here as support. And she'll soon be a life coach. So she can definitely like, give you guys more insight and more resources and tools to help you guys out. But definitely know that there's a sense of community. And I think with, with what we've gone through collectively, there's more of a human connection. If you need resources in regards to mental health or are struggling with suicide or know someone who is struggling with suicide, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is a United States-based suicide prevention network of over 160 crisis centers that provides 24-7 service via a toll-free hotline with the number 1-800-273-8255. It is available to anyone in a suicidal crisis or emotional distress.
Well, that wraps up the episode. Thank you so much to Kennedy for joining us as our first guest of season two. We are going to give her a chance to shout out her social media accounts if you want to follow her. Yeah, so on Instagram, I am at kennedy.sweet, K-E-N-N-E-D-Y dot S-W-E-E-T. And I'm on TikTok at k.sweet. Thank you so much again for being our first guest um, and for being so open and vulnerable on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yes. And don't forget to follow us on our social media pages to be up to date on what we have going on in the Self-Conscious podcast, such as who our guests will be on upcoming episodes, podcast collabs, small business highlights, announcements, and so much more. Our Instagram page is Self-Conscious Podcast, and our Twitter account is at Conscious Podcast. Thank you to everybody who tuned in. Like always, I hope you resonated with this episode, learned something from it. If you like this episode, go ahead and subscribe to the Self-Conscious Podcast. We are available on all your favorite podcasting apps, and make sure that when you leave us a rating, also leave us a review. It helps us spread the word. And might as well share the episode with a friend or family member. The more listeners, the better. We post new episodes every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Eso es todo por hoy. Evelyn and I will see you all next week for a whole new episode. Until then, have a good one, Conchitas. And remember, don't be so self-conscious. <laughs>